Hello, and welcome to another Nine Circles Audio thing. As always, I'm your host, Buke, and this is my end-of-year list. And the reception from one of my most recent interviews with Dave of Atrabilis was so warm, so uh, positive, I invited him back to join me. So tonight, this will be a double end-of-year list. I'll be giving some of my recommendations, my end of year list. And Dave, who's joining me here, David will be giving his. David, it's New Year's Eve. We're hours away from the New Year. So thank you for spending your New Year's Eve with me before you try and venture out in this Omicron uh, wave and celebrate the New Year. It's, uh, it's great to be chatting again. Thanks so much for a, uh, an excuse to talk about music. Anytime, you know, my, my, anytime you, want to, you want to be a nerd with me, I'm, I'm down. So yeah, I appreciate your patience. I had to take, I had to do dinner. I had to get in a little uh, ride. So I appreciate your flexibility here. And like I said before, you and I talked so well and we could have chatted for hours that I, I knew I had to have you on. So 2021, before we get to our end of year list, you know, you being in the band, you know, we talked offline, you know, you work not in the music industry, but you're in the audio world. Do you seek out a lot of music when you're off or uh, I do always yeah. consuming music. I, I I am always consuming music, but um, I think we kind of touched on on a bit of this on our last chat. But I kind of find that most music finds me really. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm always I'm always listening to music, so there's always recommendations and things like that. But the most of the music that really uh, reverberates in these is often actually you know um it comes in the form of like a text message or a facebook messenger uh message from a friend saying hey check this out um most of my friends know my taste really really well and um yeah so thankful that i've i've yeah. got such a great connection of music with other people um but i also follow labels you know a lot of uh, a lot of labels that atrabilis has been associated with or in talks with um, outside of 20 bucks bin have been doing some really amazing work so i'm trying to support as many labels as i can um some of them are just i mean this year was crazy for some of those labels. yeah and and um, that's why i asked you this question because have you kind of had your finger on the pulse of what other labels have put out and you just touched on that but have you also seen other year-end lists because some of them i have been completely blown away and surprised with and like you know and like i said on our end of your pod with the writers this is all subjective what one man's number one could be another man's trash but there were some uh releases that i saw awarded number one and i'm like what yeah 
Yeah, look, I think it's, it's interesting because I, I think you kind of got to take into consideration the personality of a lot of these people doing the lists. You know, that I've seen a few um, end-of-year lists of people that are just trying to show the most underground, obscure things because they want to be perceived as like this hytra, you know, hyper, you know, elitist that only knows music that three people have Some heard. of your friends back in the off, Australia <laughs> yeah, are probably on that hype, hype train. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of hype trains, you know, I've also seen lists that are identical to another, you know, what seems like every other list. So, you know, I, I'll i be the first to admit that I haven't listened to every single release of 2021. Um, you know, I, I I feel like a lot of music really needs to be listened to actively and not passively. So, you know, a lot of the doom records and things that have come out. Um, I just, I haven't either been um, in the right time and space to really let it soak in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a balance, because, right? Because, you, you know, like you look at the decibel list. I mentioned mm-hmm. this again with the writers. It was absolutely no surprise to me when, when Carcass released an album yeah. They are not knocking carcass, but they always seem to have a deep seated relationship of carcass that I knew it was going to be their number one Rolling yeah. Stone. I'm not saying it's a bad album, but I believe Rolling Stone gave it to Iron Maiden. Yeah, look, I <laughs> not neither of those records made my list. Yeah, they um, didn't make mine, but yeah. a lot of people had the Gojira album. That was probably one of my biggest disappointments for the year. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's kind of, it's sad that there are so many kind of underground, small, up-and-coming bands that are, are releasing amazing records that just aren't being pushed into the spotlight, either because the editors of some of these places either don't have their finger on the pulse or just know that it's going to be a safe bet, less backlash, going with the, you know, people that have been crowning the genre yeah. forever. So. Yeah. Interesting question here. When I was a high school athlete and I was, you know, trying to go to college to play football, um, I made highlight reel tapes and I sent them around the colleges, you know, and I eventually got the attention of somebody. I used that as kind of a stepping stone. After you guys released the album, do you do anything to try and get recognition for these end of year lists or you just kind of let it happen naturally? Uh, as far as at, at Trabillus? Yes. Yeah, no, so at the moment now it's, uh, it's, it's kind of nice because, um, you know, we, we don't push people um, to include our, our music on any lists ever. But when, when people do mention um, our records, uh, or our record, um, you know, people that are following those people are more inclined to check it out. Um, so it really is just word of mouth. Um, I, I think that Instagram has been a really amazing platform just because it allows us to share other people's stories and posts um, and for users to do the same as well. So that's been great. Um, there's been a couple of YouTube mentions, which is okay. awesome as well. So it, it all kind of comes down to how many people have got followers subscribers um and if we've we've landed in their laps um then generally it just kind of flows down to everybody else which is fantastic so yeah we're very very appreciative of the people that um 
have connected with the release enough for it to to, to make you know quite a few top tens um, in the underground circles anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good, and it's a good time for us to be releasing um, when we did in October, and then the vinyls coming out in December because it's still fresh in everybody's minds. Yes. Yes. If we had released in the first half of the year, I'm not sure um, that things would have worked out um, as positively with these with these end of year lists. Um, so yeah, but that that was also somewhat calculated as well. You know, it is a risk. Yeah. So releasing I, too early or too late. I I wanted to, like I had touched on, I wanted to invite you here because the chemistry you and I have is undeniable and you will be joining me more in the coming year i have some 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 plans for you and i (laughs) but everybody here at nine circles has writing skills i don't i mean i probably don't give myself enough credit but i don't my my seven-year-old has better writing skills than i do so with that said we all know i love to talk and i love to blab so we will get into some albums here. I, I, I like to start with this first because I touched on it. Do you have any albums that were a disappointment for you this, this year? Uh, look, yeah. okay. So I just, I just want to preface all of this with, uh, this is just my personal opinion. Yes, and it is. Okay? Yes. Um, you know, I'm not trying to get under anybody's skin here. I'm going to be brutal. I'm going to be honest. Um, I was a little, I was a little disappointed with the production of Cannibal Corpse. Uh, I would have liked to have heard a bass drum. Uh, and because of that, it didn't make it to my list. Wow. Um, it, it pulled away from the songwriting for me. Um, it kind of sucks that my ear is somewhat trained, uh, but it, I just, yeah, I couldn't hear the bass drum. I just couldn't, couldn't hear a lot of, uh, it, just, it just wasn't heavy. Um, I'm not sure what happened there. I mean, it was heavy, but it wasn't. It didn't, you know, it didn't sound like a bulldozer to me. Did, so did, that was my biggest. You know, I'm trying to, with the addition of the lineup changes that mm-hmm. Cannibal had this year, did that do anything for you? Did you? Oh, I, I love, <laughs> I love Eric Rutan. Yeah. Um, yeah, massive, massive influence on on my own personal playing as well, which I'm sure you'll you'll hear in certain sections of our songs and stuff. I love Eric, yeah, but uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm being totally unbiased here. Yeah. It was it was the sound of the record that um, that really I got made you. it interesting. Did, a little flat. Yeah. Did you hear Alex work shining through though? Like, did you think they they gave him a good platform to showcase himself, or you think maybe since it's his first one? No, I think, uh, you know, I'm, th- there's no denying that the band rips, the band rules, you know, the, the songs yeah. are cool. I just, um, I just, yeah, I just personally yeah. just didn't like the sonic profile of the record. My disappointments, we we touched on it. The Gojira album for me was mm. a major, major letdown. Um, mm. Why was I, that? Because I think they are finding... I don't want to use the term. I think I may use this on my on the last episode. I don't want to say that they're finding radio success because mm. there is no radio. You know, the yes, Sirius XM is a thing. But when Magma came out, you know, the songs had gotten away from 
the Mars, the serious, the way of flesh, and those, mm. the heavier stuff, mm-hmm. to a more acceptable type of top 40 radio, rock radio right, type yeah. of sound. And it wasn't the blow you away, melt your, f- and they're never melting your face for super technical stuff, but the, the c- cool songwriting that they do, how it's a journey just seemed to mm-hmm. go. Also the, my album of the year from a couple years ago, the Rivers of Nile album, where Al's I Know My Name. Just, I was just about to ask. Yeah. The, the Where Al Knows My Name, I love it. And then this year, I knew they were going to be releasing a, a follow-up. I was so excited for it. And mm-hmm. I heard the work. And if this is a band who I don't know, maybe kind of, And I did an interview with them right before this i don't know if they went into it my friend thinking hey you know people loved what we did so much with the sax and mm. different elements that we it need did to come back a lot, yeah like maybe we need to come back and do something different but, but this album this was i describe it as almost like a high school metal band's first attempt at a metal album it was bad. <laughs> that is that is brutal <laughs> it, it was it was bad it it was bad like the first single that i heard it it, it was bad it it's it, it and i've seen it praised a lot and again that's why i mentioned at the start of this what one man's trash is another man's you know pleasure they 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 love it, this is this is just a yeah. band i think that they just lost their way on this album yeah, I mean, without a doubt, the work has got to be the most divisive record of the year uh, because people either love it or feel, you know, s- similar to how you feel, I suppose. Um, what did you think so, about where Al knows my name? Did, did, were you a fan of that? Uh, look, I was a fan of their last record. Uh, what was it? What was it Monarchy. Called? There you Mon- go. Monarchy yes. came out in 2015, then where Al knows my name was 2018. Right, yeah, so the 2018 record, I only somewhat recently started listening to that again, and I enjoyed it. You know, I was in the right headspace for it. Um, You know, I wasn't, I hadn't been following them for, well, I hadn't been following them at all prior to that, Um, but I knew that the work was coming out. Um, And I did, I did listen to the work um, on a couple of different occasions, but for my tastes, like I, I totally understand where they're going and I appreciate what they're doing. Um, and I, I think that what they're doing is good. Uh, it's just, I just, I, w- I wasn't, I wasn't in the right mood um, either of the two times that I listened to them. Um, maybe I should have just been a little more stoned than I was. I'm not really sure, but uh, I'll, I'll listen to it for a third and fourth time. I think, I think, I think it deserves that, but yeah, it, I'm yeah, I'm neutral about it at the moment. I would say yeah, there is one thing I do have to mention that I found fascinating. If you had never heard this, I learned it when I interviewed uh, Jeff, the lead singer. Mm. Um, sorry, Jake. He is actually was born, and he didn't realize that he was like three or four. He's actually hard of hearing. Oh, I did hear this in another and, interview. And yes, yeah. Isn't that, fa- that's as a frontman mm. and a vocalist, that, that, that is, is fascinating to me. Mm. That, that yeah. Talk about uh, a hurdle to overcome. Mm. 
it's it's interesting it's it's interesting i know a couple of people that are hearing impaired and um uh one one of those was actually a research advisor from my um from my university degree and uh he lost hearing um in one of his ears um so he i i really feel for him because he knew what it was like to hear um and then lost his stereo hearing wow um but he's also in the perfect place to help with, you know, future progress on on hearing aids and things like that. So it's in a strange way, it's it's kind of like a blessing in disguise that he of all people um, has still got one good ear and one bad ear and can can guide that type of research. But I really feel for people who have had hearing and then um, have lost it or have had, um, you know, their hearing degenerate. Um, people that have been deaf forever i think you know it's 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 a little bit different but my understanding is that um yeah people people who are deaf can still feel music um you know vibrationally um so it would be a really interesting conversation to have i think about the musical experience with people that hear it um or feel it rather than hear it but yeah it is it is amazing to to know that (laughs) people like that are playing in such incredible yeah, bands exactly yeah. and and it's it's you know it's just like a um, like a ray charles playing piano like it's 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 fascinating to mm. me fascinating mm-hmm. that someone who is hard of hearing you know where you need to be able to hear your yourself that you can you can sing and scream it's it's mm. it is such an interesting note but but I just think as a band, I think they just kind of got off track. I I I, I know well, they'll bring it back, and it's it's interesting. I mean, maybe maybe things were somewhat mellowed out to help with that hearing. I mean, how do you how, how do you play a whole heap of blast beats and tech riffs when you can't hear anything? I I don't know. It's a but hypothesis. Who knows? My my number one disappointment, and this is because. Uh, they are one of my favorite bands. Atri- no, I'm just going to joke. Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Right. I still have not heard that. It, so. it, you know, Mastodon, they were one of the few bands who, when I first heard them, I remember when Leviathan came out, everybody, that song yeah. Blood and Thunder, which I now absolutely love. But when Leviathan came out, I hated Mastodon. I, I despised them. Then I saw them live and it blew me away. And I've been an avid fan ever since. But with each of their releases recently, once more around Emperor of Sand, Crack the Sky, they it has started with a like Crack the Sky onward. It's taken me a little bit longer to get the hooks in me. Mm-hmm. This one, it's a double album. Four, mm-hmm. 14 tracks or 15 tracks wow. um, at an hour and a half. There's the, the, the singles are okay, but again, this is just a mellower Mastodon. Mm. Um, I still like them because the dynamic of each of them singing, I think, is unmatched in, in any other band. They, but you know, when Trey or Bryn say, you know, they, they each bring, you know, different dynamics to the group. And this one for me, just, it's been a disappointment because 
I waited a, a while and uh, I mastered on them being one of the top tier bands. I guess I expect to be blown away. Uh, but you didn't listen to it. Are you a fan of earlier Mastodon? No, I mean they they kind of they kind of lost me a few years ago. Um, likely because of the same reasons that you felt more disconnected um, with them over the releases. When when I was listening to Mastodon um, earlier on, I was going through more of like a stone rock kind of sludge post sludge phase. Um, it's been it's been a few years since I've really heavily. Um, listen to a lot of that music, um, you know. So it's yeah, I don't know. I kind of that that taste is just kind of yeah. I I I haven't missed it um, a whole lot. And again, so, all of these are probably disappointments for you because they all go over a minute and they all are uh, audible to some degree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my my friend. Any more? disappointments for you you mentioned the cannibal you know cannibal i mentioned i mentioned that when that album came out cannibal for me i you know they they could call it a day tomorrow and they have some of the greatest death motor releases of all time but they are like a a a slayer and i say in the term that they have kind of revitalized or fixed themselves a little but in 2021 you, you really know what you're getting like oh absolutely i mean that they're known for their consistency right i yeah. mean that's 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 where their respect has come from um yeah i mean they have such a big catalog though too i mean there's so much to compare it against so you have a favorite the, album that, that that you go to from cannibal yeah v- vile is is mine 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 is actually tomb of the mutilated it is just the fucking heaviest yeah it, I, th- I think that it was Cannibal Corpse, their most disgusting, but also the most refined. Hammer um, Smash's you know, face, I come blood. Yeah, God, those songs, man. Yes, yes. Yeah, split, split wide open. Like some of these grooves are just amazing. You know, Jack, Jack recorded both of the the guitar tracks on that, and so I think it it just they sound like the guitars sounded the tightest, just because it was it was just Jack playing. My understanding is that every other record they've They've had both of their guitarists laying down the tracks, which which is awesome, but it just it doesn't have that, you know, that tight rhythm like Tomb the Mutilated did. It's just razor sharp. You know, Chris Barnes was just so guttural on that. Do you like Chris Barnes now? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to answer that? I mean, some, I like memes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> Man, that I heard that last album. Holy crap! What is that? Mate, you that, couldn't you couldn't pay me if you were to say I will PayPal you fifty bucks to listen <laughs> to the new Six Feet Under. I'd say keep it. Yeah. <laughs> God, it is it is so bad. I, I think that is a guy who you know just realizes that he can do like the deepest growling, and this is what he tries to. Write. It is horrible. What. Mm what uh he's at now so good i that's that's i know i i like you for a reason um (laughs) look i'm sure chris is a nice guy Uh, i'm I'm sure he is i'm I'm and the rest the rest of six six feet under but uh yeah it's not it's not in my record collection sorry guys (laughs) okay (laughs) before we get to our list is you got any honorable mentions that may have just missed i do yeah look i've 
I've written a couple of things down. Um, 10's hard for me, okay? So um, I would first say Cerebral Rot's Excretion of Mortality. I love the band. Yes. It, it, it just missed out. Um, I would say Suffering Hour, The Cyclic Reckoning. Dude, I think it's a, a really one. enjoyable. It's, it's a really good record. I think I just burned it out. You know, I listen to it now, and it's like, no, I'm I'm done for another couple of years. So that's that's on me. Uh, the silver. We have to go back to the cerebral rot. Another strong showing from your label mates. Like the, another, sorry, another strong showing for your label. Like, oh man. Oh, 20, 20 bucks been knocked it out of the park. I mean, every every album that they released this year uh, is is incredible. Um, I can't list all of them. Um, so yeah, yeah we, we um, will mention a couple more. I am sure. Yeah, Cerebral Rot was my favorite of the twenty bucks spin um, releases this year. So um, yeah, I listened to it a lot. Um, I literally just got changed out of my Cerebral Rot long sleeve before I jumped in the shower a few minutes ago. So yeah, total support. Um, there's a band that came onto my radar called The Silver, and they released a record called Ward of Roses. I really, really like what they're doing. I really don't like the lyrics. Um, I'm not a huge lyricist, but the lyrics are just far too cheesy for me. And when they pop out, it actually takes me out of the music that is otherwise very emotive and very engaging. So that that was a small detail that just really, really kind of... I'm not yeah. sure if you're aware of this. You know that the members of Horrendous and Crip Sermon are in that. Oh, I did not. No. Yeah. That's uh, very cool. Jamie on bass and Matt uh, from Horrendous are in it. And um, Enrique from Crips are in on drums. Oh, that's okay. That makes me like it more. Yeah. So it's, it's funny very, how you very you know, different yeah. those those bands. But yeah, I, I love the record. I think it's amazing. I just, yeah, there's just a couple of moments with a couple of lyrics that just kind of, not, not for me. Um, Echimosis, ritualistic intercourse within abject surrealism. Uh, one of the more brutal releases I heard this year. Uh, listened to it a lot, but, you know, I'd be kidding myself if I thought it was a top 10. Um, it's, yeah, scratches the itch of, you know, brutal slamming death metal. Really enjoyed it, but it's not, it's not top 10. And uh, I'll give a shout out to The Stone, um, black metal band from Serbia. They released Consternus, Consternich, I'm not sure. Um, but they released a record this year, great black metal. Uh, Luca from Atrebilis used to play drums in that band. Marco, the guitarist, is massive, uh, massive help to us behind the scenes with a lot of stuff. So a big shout out, lots of respect to The Stone. Um, it didn't make my top 10 for my personal tastes. Still love the band, still listen to the record a lot, um, and they deserve to be discussed. So, yes, they didn't make the top 10, but they are my honourable mentions. Great. I I have a couple here. Ioton, uh, Access All Worlds, uh, tech, tech Death Band. Uh -huh. You can see a like, common vibe here. I don't stray into your madness um that 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 you do surprisingly i'm a big power metal guy but my list was power metal absent this year it's uh, oh, looking, looking on. back on things power metal for me has really there hasn't been any releases that have hooked me the past couple of years what, what about halloween 
you know what? I can go on record, my friend. I yes. didn't even listen to it. Whoa. Whoa. I know. I know. I know. I know that my friend Chris Voss, who's you know one of the heads of the site here and you know helps me edit these and stuff, he loved it on paper. The album shouldn't work. Mm. But he says it takes right back from uh, Keeper of the Keys Part 2 and goes with mm. it. Look, I'm not, uh, I'm not very familiar with Halloween's previous stuff, but it, it blew up, especially in Europe, right? It was, it was everywhere in my feeds. Um, I gave it a listen, and what, what little I did here was fucking ripping. So I will 200% be jamming that again. Um, yeah. But I didn't listen to it enough. But it was, it, yeah, it was good. What I heard was was really good. I, don't know, when, I don't know why I, I missed that. Um, That's all right. It's a reminder that we both need to listen to it after this. Exactly. There's, and again, since I do butcher uh, pronunciations and and stuff like that, I uh, say that with this next group, the band Perinorm, Perinorm, and their album Imperian, a thrashy, tech thrashy band. Awesome. Awesome stuff. You know where Uh, they're from? They are from, let me look them up real quick, because that's a good question. They are from Sweden. Okay. Progressive Thrash from Sweden. Okay. I think there might be a Swedish band in my list, but, uh, yeah, we'll let you be the geography uh, <laughs> expert. Um, a, another band that plays traditional metal uh, this one, I hope a lot of people check out. I was almost late to this one. This is a band from Germany, a band called Wheel, and their album Preserved in Time. Awesome traditional doom in the style of like a candle mass type. Oh, cool. Awesome. Awesome, my friend. Okay. Um, one of your label mates, Worm, Forever mm-hmm. Glade. I'm curious why why didn't this what the production okay muddy I love real muddy mm. real muddy I like death doom I um you know I like my death doom to have like a production quality of like a hooded menace mm. have like a production quality of like a be- uh, a bell witch yeah okay this sounds like you're walked off the dock and fell into the swamp and you're just trying to pull yourself out. Like it's real muddy. Yeah. In, into the Everglades. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that one, another band that plays a traditional, like new wave of British heavy metal, a band, heavy sentence. Uh, okay, and sentence. their album beg to rights. I have been a fan of um, Nevermore for years. Um, I think they are one of the best progressive metal bands out there. Uh, It's a shame that we're not going to get another Nevermore project because, um, you know, with the passing of uh, World Dane, and it's kind of dead in the water. But there's a band that Chris turned me on to by the name of Silver Talon. 
and their album Decadence and Decay. Ooh. Um, are you a Nevermore guy? You ever listen to them? Their album. Been, it has been so long since I have. Dead um, Heart in a Dead like- World, Politics of Ecstasy, Dreaming Neon Black. I think the guitar work from like mm. Jeff Loomis. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Loomis is, you know, he's, he's one of the greats. Um, yeah. I should, I should really kind of reintroduce that into the cycle this week. I think. Were, um, were you a World Dane guy from his time in Sanctuary? Did you I'm listen even, to 80s Sanctuary? No. No, not something I dabbled yeah, in. Yeah, Refuge Denied with the song Battle Angels. Oh, good, good, good classic metal. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this down right now. Another ad for me, uh, honorable mention, Burial in the Sky, their album The Consumed Self. This is a, another tech band that does really well. I, I the, did. I think I saw this cover pop up a lot was it like like a a, big yellow purpley kind of exactly yep yellow purple yep yeah yep and let me see where i'm at and the next one here demonic so it goes this band is wicked cool thrash um trying to find where they're from this album because i I should have had this on here, but this is on Edged Circle Productions. It's a, a wicked one. Yes. Dem- Demonic So It Goes from Dissident Death Records um, from Chile. Oh, okay. So real maniacal sounding shit. Yeah, but dude, they, they work in like violins and stuff. Oh, it's... Oh, wow. It's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so it goes. Five, okay. five, five tracks, but the last one is a 20 minute banger. It's awesome. Wow. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. So cool. it goes by Demonic. And the last honorable mention is Atribilis Apex Apian. Nice. You know, my my friend, I mentioned this here. You you guys, I absolutely loved this this album. Uh, it scratched a bunch of itches, covering a bunch of different genres. Um, great album. I I loved it enough. Um, can't can't get enough of it. We we spread it around the website here. I've been telling everybody about this album. And like I told you what, for for my listening taste, this is like a great springboard that I can't wait to see what you guys have in the pipeline building off of this. So, awesome. So that's, uh, and you guys, if you haven't checked out our website, noncircles.co, you guys are on a bunch of people's uh, lists as well. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, my friend, we have reached number 10. Now we will go one at a time. Very good. Go Who's ahead. First? You will gonna, go uh, first. You will be my gonna... guest. You will go first, sir. All right. 
So there's no water for me. Okay. So there's no, this isn't number 10. This isn't number one. Okay. Oh, okay. All my top 10s. Um, okay. So yeah, not sure how we're doing this. Um, also, to me, it's just what feels like an album. Some people might say they're an EP. Demos aren't an album or feel like an album to me, but uh, whatever. And um, yeah, I'm just commenting on the sound of these records. Uh, if there's any weird undertones going on with any of these bands that I'm unaware of, I render myself completely innocent. Dude, I have been <laughs> our 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 group chat. I have been on board with so many bands. Like I was on a big towel cross kick a couple years ago. Awesome. And then my my group members are like, yeah, you might not want to listen to them or like Blunt House Nord, one of these groups. They're like, mm. yeah, they shared some like neo-nazi views or something you're like yeah yeah. so i'm like i I don't have any social media so i don't fucking know any of this yeah yeah i really wanted to mention um you know apsu but uh yeah unfortunately there's like a lot of transphobia kind of thing going on there so uh fuck transphobia and all xenophobes alike it's not going to make the list which sucks but you know it does happen so with that being said number one well, number one of ten. Uh, I'm going to go with Morbific, Ominous Seep of Putridity. <laughs> These album titles. Oh, my God. you got to hear this shit. This is insane. So this is, uh, when I say three kids, I mean three kids. I don't, I don't even know how old these kids are, but uh, I'm guessing they're like 16, maybe younger. It's scary. Um, so there's three of them. Um, I believe the guitarist and the drummer are brothers, uh, Finnish group. They've only been around a year or two, I think, which is crazy. Uh, this album rips. Um, it's kind of like mid tempo death metal. Um, you know, think like Zisma and like old dead infection, but played by autopsy to my ears, very rotten very gross sounding stuff but mixed really well um just really enjoyable riffs um you know who they sound like to me and they're on my play on spot more to more to fear them yeah you listen to them kind of in the same vein yeah yeah definitely and it's like What's really interesting to me is there is like such a resurgence on uh, what a couple of my friends and I have been calling um, the new wave of old school death metal. (laughs) But I think these kids are killing a lot of these older kids trying to play like their dads. You know, it's it's crazy to me that, you know, this trio um, have just just smoked everybody else playing this this style. so, you know, it, it just kind of sucks. Like, I wish death metal paid better because if it did, I'd, you know, I'd definitely encourage them to, like, drop out of kindergarten or wherever they are at the minute. But, um. <laughs> I I have a young man in my list, too. Um, my number 10 album, at the website, we do nine. Um but I had to, of course, include a 10 here for you and I, a band ATVM, Famine, Putrid, and Fucking Endless. This album came to me late, but 
if you listen to it, it is death metal. It's brutal death metal. It's old school death metal. But then like there's weird moments in it where it almost kind of sounds like, um, oh God, who are the colored sands guys? Oh, Gorguts. Exactly. There's moments like that. Oh, it. cool. Like dissonance it, and yes. stuff? Yeah. Kind of. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's 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 a great album. I highly, highly recommend it. ATVM is the band's name. Famine, putrid, and fucking endless. This is what I thought. Where are they from? They are from England. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, it's uh really cool stuff. Yeah, they're they're from London. Okay, and it's just like a Black, just, just, a, just, just a black and yeah, black and death, but more now a per, progressive death metal kind of what like Gorguts is kind of yeah, uh, cool. To do. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Like this whole dissonance thing is really kicking off. I remember um, when Atrabilis first came out, everybody was talking about dissonance, you know, and it was it was a really interesting moniker that we had. But you know, since kind of being more aware of that that descriptor um i mean there are whole boutique labels now that are associating their their rosters around dissonance and scronk which is the other term that's used for this but it's it it's it's very quickly becoming like the new breakdown you know just dis dissonance so well, hey, that's what the imperial triumphant guys are going to the bank with oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah cool. okay my All friend right. you're number nine my next contribution uh, in no particular is, order for you, but I have in, to ask: in, yeah. Is your is your number one at least? Can you say your album of the year? No, no, okay, no, okay, yeah. okay, okay. A, sorry, yeah, you're not you, you're you're you don't. I, I I would say I enjoy some of these more than others, <laughs> but you know I'm a lover, so I'm okay. just kind of spreading so, the love around. Hopefully, you and I, you know, our friendship can continue to blossom. So. <laughs> So when we have the Buke and David uh, best of next year, it'll be best of and then a couple albums David likes. <laughs> Very good. All right. So this is actually a band from Melbourne, my old um, home city of Australia. Um, I'd never heard of these guys before. Uh, apparently they've been kicking about since 2013. Never heard of a live show. Had no idea they existed. They came onto my radar because the drummer of this band used to play in a brutal death metal band called Iconic Vivisect, and this is totally different. This is like symphonic folk, which you know is not my cup of tea no. at all. No. But, you know, the I don't know if I've got a Dungeons and Dragons organ somewhere in my body that's just kind of jiving to, to the beat of Stormtide, but, uh, yeah, band's called Stormtide. The record is called A Throne of Hollow Fire. Uh, it's just super epic sounding. Um, it's just like densely laid with dual or triple guitar parts, heavy on the synths and, you know, all that medieval sounding, you know, like harps and choirs, fiddles, horns, all that stuff. It's just, it's a big... It's just a big production. Our of just like listeners, you know, are uh, checking, are looking at their podcast player right now to make sure I'm interviewing the same guy who was talking yeah. about yeah. Grind Oops. last time. 
Yeah, look, you know, I when I was racking my brain about top tens, the reason this is in there is because it is just so playable. It is it is the record that I I would flip back to every couple of months, every time I wanted just like a cheesy fix. Um, and it 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 dishes it out in spades. I've got no idea what is on the cover. I, it looks like it's it's this um, gauntlet-wearing, sword-wielding cape hero staring into like a meteor or something. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what exactly he's staring at, but it looks. It sounds like it looks. Um, I've got no idea if they're playing live. I've got no idea what the next move is, but I thought it was a really good album. And I just personally really enjoyed it. So um, don't ever expect me to ever talk about symphonic folk like that ever again. But I thought the record was really cool. So Stormtide with A Throne of Hollow Fire. So when you see Atrabilis on tour coming up here in 2022, you can bring you, you know, the next Blind Guardian album and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you've opened up the floodgates now. <laughs> um, okay, my number nine is, I mentioned again, kids here. This is a group of like 18 and 19-year-olds. Dungeon Serpent. Sorry, this is oh, a solo yeah. project. A yeah. solo project by, by one, one guy. World of Sorrows. Oh, man, my friend. This kid is going places. This album is amazing. I, I did hear this. I was unsh- I was not aware that it was one person because it did sound like a drum machine to me. Um, yeah, one one guy. Yeah, Ar- so that Arwin. makes sense. Yeah, he's doing love- vocals, guitar, and Metal Art Archive says vocals, guitar, bass. So there you go. Okay, maybe maybe he had a session person in, hasn't credited them. Maybe it's a drum machine. I'm not sure, but that's that's interesting um, for me to know. But yeah, this was on a lot of people's lists. Yeah, okay, um, and actually looking here at Metal Archives, it says it says drum pro drum programming. Okay, cool. Okay, my ear is not shot. Um, cool. Yeah, I did see this on a lot of lists. I did listen to it. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was cool. He's from um, Can- from Canada, from yeah. Vancouver. He's from Vancouver. Yes. Really? Yep. I had the I had a feeling that he was uh, Quebecois, or they uh, were Quebecois. He. Does does anybody ad, admit that on record? <laughs> no, no. He 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 is uh, from Burnaby. Oh wow! Okay, that's where my work office is. Yep. Uh, uh, Elias Elias Schmidt. So if you ever, okay, I will. I'll have to reach out and <laughs> yeah, reach uh, out. Let them know they didn't make my top ten, but I know a guy that uh, I know a guy cool. who who likes <laughs> sim- symphonic metal, and maybe you guys could, you know. <laughs> okay, my friend, your your number eight, or okay. no, your your album that's in some <laughs> yes. fashion. Yeah, is it eight? Could be. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going with uh, an Italian death metal band called Fulci. They released a record this year called Exhumed Information. There's two things I really like about this this band and this this release. Uh, the first is that it is a drum machine, which is the perfect segue from what we were just talking about. Coincidentally, um, I just I, I think that the sound of this drum machine and the way that these drums have been sequenced 
is very organic. Um, a lot of drum machine death metal bands fall into the trap of just trying to be crazy brutal with just like insane drum parts and blast beats and gravities and things. That's not the case for this. Um, they've really just they've, they've sequenced drums to serve the riffs, which are heavy. And I'm just really impressed that they've that they've treated the drums the way that they can. Maybe one of them used to play drums. I'm not sure, but I'm just really, really, really impressed with the drum sequencing, drum programming, and drum uh, mixing. Um, it's it's fantastic. You wouldn't know that it's a drum machine. You know, uh, David, that's that's. I listened to this album too, and I didn't know that to to uh, utilize a drum machine. Uh-huh. How well of an understanding of music theory do you have to know? Because I would assume. You know, playing naturally, you could maybe hide behind some things. But if you're using a drum machine and you're doing it bad, can't people pick up on that really easily? I, I think that kind of just comes down to how trained you are as a music, musician. Like how, how much time you've spent writing songs with a drummer is is really the indicator. Drummers know instantly whether or not something is real or not. And sometimes... Occasionally, I will hear a drummer not pick up that something is a drum machine, um, and you know, like a lack of drum fills and stuff is a good way of covering up the fact that a drum machine is in fact a drum machine because they're too perfect. So, just holding just like a consistent blast beat and stuff is a re- like black metal bands, right? Uh, is a really good way of um, just kind of smothering that with a wall of guitars, and it's it's less discernible. Um, but I I know because I used to sequence drum machines for previous bands that I was in for drummers to learn songs to. It was just the most efficient way to write songs. And they always knew. Uh, it wasn't until Atrabilis where Luca is co-writing the songs with me. It's very much a joint songwriting um, endeavour. And he comes up with parts that I would just never dream of ever coming up with in my own head. Um, and yeah, it's it's just very unique, and I think he's really just kind of um, he's tuned my mind into how drums are written. Um, so that's I, I think the drum sequencing on this Fulci record is is amazing. Um, and the second part about this record that I really enjoy is the fact that side B or the the second half of the record is actually it's it's an instrumental soundtrack. Um, it's not metal at all. And this is where it pays off. To me, this is like the better part of, of the record. So my understanding is that this is actually based on one of Chio Fulci's horror movies, Voices from Beyond. Um, I haven't read the lyrics or anything, so I don't know how accurate that is. I, th- I think that's what they say. But I think, I think that the, the compositions on the B side, it's kind of like an electronic, like Fabio Fritzi goblin with like a little bit of John Carpenter. Really cool atmospheres, really cool stuff. Um, there is a little bit of filler. You know, the, the, the first song's a sample. The last song's probably the weakest of the instrumental tracks. So it's not perfect, but I thought it had a ton of replay value. I really like their aesthetic. I like that they're not trying to be something that they're not. They could have just released this as an EP with just the death metal stuff, um, but I thought Side B was cooler than the death metal stuff. So I did my friend information. If you ever want to send me music recommendations, if you ever want to text me that right there, because I've heard this album, this is my wheelhouse. 
that cool. that that style death metal is is like I like to reference like bloodbath. Really, I don't want to say accessible, but like what what that album you just described that is that is my bread and butter. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that that stuff. It's heavy. It's catchy. You know, they're not reinventing the wheel. I just think they're doing it really well. Um, yep. I think it's cool. You know, yeah, um, it's great. Yeah. I I love the album art. Yep. Um, yep. Very cool. My next album, since mine is ranked and and yours are just a hodgepodge, Storetrigen, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's a span from Switzerland, Impermanence, S-T-O-R-T-R-E-G-N. Okay. I'm an idiot. Uh, I have I, to, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm, I thought it was a store train or something. I'd, I'd have to see it in print because I am an idiot um, with you. So uh, I have seen this on a few lists, actually. Um, so I have been intending to listen to it, but I haven't. It's a me- melodic death album. They do it really well. It's one of the few albums um, I bought, like, it was one of the few albums. This podcast just got a lot better. My little daughter asked me if I would like a chocolate chip cookie. So oh, episode, we just took this episode up another notch. <laughs> um, this is one of the few albums like yours where you put it on and I'm instantly like, where, where can I go buy this vinyl? I have to. And that's awesome. how that's how I searched out these guys. Um, from Switzerland, I don't know off the top of my head, a lot of Switzerland metal bands off the top of my head. People are probably going to butcher me, but uh, I love this album. So it came out early in the year, could have easily been forgotten back because it came out back in March. Like mm-hmm. we had mentioned earlier, you released an album back in March and there's a bunch of bangers after yeah. it. It could easily be looked over. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So that was my number eight. Okay, my friend. Did, you're, so, sorry. so did you hear it back then or did you yep. hear it later? I heard it back then. Yep. Yeah, very yep. cool. Heard very it back cool. then. Yeah, this is this is a later release. This only I only listened to this maybe a few weeks ago. Um, I had some friends put me onto this. Uh, in Vancouver, there's a really cool um, musical collective called the Covenant Circle. Um, and they're closely tied with a lot of bands uh, in the prairies and on the uh, east coast of Canada. So there is a new band called Azathist, um, and they've got members from Antediluvian and Best uh, Adversarial. So if you think like that bestial kind of like black and death, avant-garde sphere of music, um, you'd, you'd be on, you'd be in the right zone for Azathist, excuse me, but it's way more death metal. Um, and fucking hell like the guitar riffs on this are just it's just insane um i think the songwriting is incredible it's just got so much teeth it's just it's just it is absolutely seething from start to finish it just the it starts with blast beats there are just these incredible just like loops of dissonance that are just really engaging uh it's really dry sounding but it's not it's not too raw um yeah, just really, really enjoyed this. Um, I'd really like to see them live. Um, just very cool, very, very cool stuff. So as a as a first, excuse me, um, with Blood of Dead God is the name of it. I don't think I mentioned that earlier, but um, 
I think it's technically an EP, um, but it's devastating. It feels like an album when you listen to it. Um, so, yeah, very cool. Unfortunately, not on Spotify here, but... On Bandcamp, Bandcamp. AR, which yep. is how I, I yep. heard it. Yeah, yep. I've got an LP um, on the way. So, yeah, very excited for that. Do you get into avant-garde stuff? I remember a Some. couple of years ago when, like, avant-garde... At Maryland Death Fest, I missed them one year, but so many people were excited for like Dodheim's Guard. Mm, and I tried yeah. to listen to them, and that was like, what the hell am I even listening to? Yeah. It was all over the place. Yeah. The uh the old bass player from Atrabilis, Brendan, was was big into avant-garde black and death stuff. Um yeah, he's just a huge sucker for it. So I, I was exposed to uh, a good chunk of it. Um, I, I can listen to it, but I um, I need to be in the right headspace. Usually, I don't mean to sound like a fucking psychonaut, but I usually have to be pretty high to listen to that stuff to really appreciate the twists and turns and that churning kind of vibe. Um, you know, I like nightmarish sounding stuff, but, you know, if I really kind of want to just let the, those wormholes kind of get their hooks into me. I usually need to be in a yeah horizontal kind of like closed eye state of mind. You know, I, I, I have to ask, cause this is a world that I, you know, given my professional career before I had to retire, I could never mm-hmm. part partake in. Uh-huh. How does Canada compare to Australia in that realm? Cause oh, I have man. heard some, some yeah. Canadian strains or, <laughs> will leave you on your ass. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was it was incredible. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, Australia is not as progressive as Canada um, on a lot of fronts. Um, but you know, for plant medicine like cannabis and um, you know psilocybin and things like that, it's it is just it, it'll eventually catch up, hopefully. Um, but I can't imagine that they will be anywhere near where Canada is like for another five, 10 years at least. Um, yeah, very different. Uh, in Canada, you know exactly what you're consuming, you know. Um, so if you know what you're receptive to, um, it's very healthy and positive um, to select strains that are going to be of benefit. In Australia, you've literally got sh- like mystery unknown strains um, or just like wet bullshit that somebody hasn't tried out properly. So it's it's also super illegal. Um, you know, you can have your license revoked for even having it in your system. It's just, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's like rocket fuel here in comparison. I mean, if you're used to Australian cannabis and consume, you know, <laughs> medical grade British Columbians finest, it's uh, yeah, it's it'll knock you for six. Yeah, you know, can it can it can it actually make sun sound good? That is the question I have to answer one <laughs> one time in my lifetime. Oh, mate! I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> if, you, if you if you've got a nice uh, heavy indica, like a Granddaddy Perps or something like that, it'll be fine intervention. Let me Granddaddy Perps in the house. <laughs> <laughs> do do you ha- have you ever done the the trip? Like, put on like sleeps dope smoker and just 
listen to that because I've tried. I have, oh, I, I love. I, I, I have love tried. Sleep. I yeah, I love sleep. I've seen sleep a couple of times. I I do love sleep. Yeah. Maybe I need to be in the. Maybe I need to be in on on your wavelength. Yeah, or you know, live too. It translates. It's it's about the riff, right? It's like it's it's the hypnotic riff. It's just it's yeah. Or does Don't the hypnotic does the hypnotic come from the shirtless Matt up on or sorry Pike <laughs> up on stage, and you're just kind of hypnotized by his gut? <laughs> just <laughs> the guy has no 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 shame, and I love it. You know, I think I think he gets a bit of pussy. You know, oh god, he, he is probably a hound. <laughs> oh, I bet you he is. He is a fucking hound. Oh, I bet you he is. Okay. Um, I have tried. I have tried with sleep. I have tried. They are more easy listen for me uh, over like a sun. Like I said, sun for yeah. me is the band I can never sure. get behind. Sure. Okay. My next one is I don't. I, I think this band's Dune, D V N E, and yeah, yeah, I would say Dune, yeah. Uh, Etermen Enka, or however you pronounce it. This to me was like sludge done perfectly. I love Ooh. this album. This is this is almost where I wish Baroness would be doing because this this mm. was good. I mm. like this album a lot. Cool. Yeah, I don't know them. Where, where are they where are they from? So I don't mean to ask where everybody. No, no, no. Oh, please. I, I love. I'm curious. One second. Okay, they are from Edinburgh in the UK. Oh, another another British band. Yep, and another ba- band on Metal Blade and Metal Blade. Oh, also, okay. Metal Blade also had a banger year. Wow. Okay. It's interesting. I like have have you been around for long? They had an EP in 2013, then a full length in 2017. Okay, but this is the first time. They okay. came on my radar. You may have, have seen the album before. It kind of looks like what you would think with like a Baroness album. Um, right. Kind of like, you know, like a yellow type of bird thing. If you oh, right. Yeah, it album. does look fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great album. Great. Very cool. Like a pro- progressive sludge. Highly recommend it. Okay. Awesome. I'll okay, my friend, your, your next random album. <laughs> okay so this is a band from brazil um called fossilize fossilization sorry i don't know why i'm tripping on my words today maybe uh, some of that that daddy daddy perp granddaddy <laughs> granddaddy perps <laughs> uh, uh this record is called he whose name is long forgotten uh this is really really cool death doom um, possibly some of the most evil shit um, I heard this year. I think it really sings um, in the guitar riffs. Obviously, like I'm a guitar head, not big on leads or anything, but just just riffs. And um, they have just got an amazing way of just writing dual guitar riffs that just kind of intertwine with each other. Amazing guitar harmonies. They've kind of got like this answer and echoing kind of feeling about the the guitar parts which i I really like um and being death doom i'm not a huge death doom fan you know i either listen to death or i listen to you know 
more of like the post sludgy kind of things on that spectrum. So the one thing that I really like about this band is that they never really stay too slow for too long and they never really grind out in the blast beats and faster stuff for too long. Like they really have, they've really curated songs that really are like a really good balance of death and doom. Um, and it just sounds really mature. Um, I think this is the first thing this band's put out. I could be wrong. Maybe there's another demo or something before it, um, but just Really cool contrast, really dynamic ideas, songwriting rips. Um, yeah, it's like a it's like a more modern sounding kind of incantation almost. Um, but just evil man, and like the just yeah, just the guitarists are just fucking awesome. So I really enjoyed that. Um, apparently they've got a new album coming out um, through Everlasting Spew, um, which is an Italian based record label in the new year. Um, Everlasting Spew put out some really cool stuff this year. So really looking forward to that. I think this is technically an EP. It goes like 24 minutes or something, but uh, feels like an album to me. So I'm... I, uh, it's on my list. I added it when I saw it on a couple of end of year lists. I, I love the album art. I, I, uh, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I, you just mentioned it uh, in the description about uh, genres there. I forgot to mention one of my disappointments of the year. The I mentioned it on our episode, but I want to mention it again here to see if you ever were a fan. The Deaf Heaven album this year was a complete train wreck for me. Oh, yeah. It's like, is it metal? I, is it metal? It's like, it's not metal. And to me, it's not metal. It's shoegaze. I don't understand. I don't like it at mm. all. I did not like sunbather when it came out then uh, the follow-up to that came out and i was on the deaf heaven train i thought they were amazing live mm. and then they started going off in the direction that they are now and they have completely lost me you know it's interesting you say that because my um my impression is is kind of the opposite to me in, in my in my personal um feelings of things anyways when when sunbather came out I understand why it was so accessible. I think aesthetically there was a lot to say about that as well. You know, it kind of looked like a fashion magazine for a cover and stuff. But um, it, it sounded to me like it was it was like more of those shoegazy kids trying to play black metal um, with, with a great drummer. I actually feel like they've kind of hit that point of integrity now where they're giving less of a fuck about trying to play metal and they're possibly just playing music that, that is more musical to them. Wow. Well, that's, um, that's a great point. That's yeah. a, good, a really good description. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did listen to Deaf Heaven. Um, and I know a lot of people probably tune me out for this, but, you know, I'll, I'll listen to everything. I thought that what, what I heard in the new album was actually their strongest stuff because it sounded like there was more integrity in it to me personally. So, um, yeah. Uh, now, when, I, that's I, I an interesting like, word that I've never heard really thrown around before would but you could like put that with like what opeth is doing now maybe michael and them are playing what they want to play now mm -hmm. what is it that you're here musically that that brings up integrity what that's a really great word to use you know that's that's the magic of music i don't really know how you can really kind of pinpoint that I, th I think it just comes from years and years and years of listening right and just hearing kind of fads come and go and just understanding 
I mean, a lot of it's got to do with people's age, you know, like you can kind of tell who's been living and breathing a certain genre of music their entire life and who's just kind of jumped on, you know, logged on, seen what's hot mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of want to fit into a scene Huge. and just, just understand the recipe of a genre and just churn out their own stuff. My, but, my friend, I love to continue talking to you because just when I think I am starting to figure you out, you hit me with that one. I never thought that shoegaze deaf heaven you would like. Yeah, I, I prefer it over black metal, um, Deaf Heaven, I would say. You know, I still think they're kind of, uh, you know, I'm trying to be nice here. You know, I, I can understand why a lot of people rip on oh, them. Um, God, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's so easy to dislike people, um, especially, you know, when people are. When they show up wearing sweat, like turtleneck sweaters and stuff like that on stage. And you're yeah. like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm I'm I try not to judge. You know, I mean, I guess behind closed doors and and stuff like that. You know, you'll you'll catch me. You know, making jokes about everyone, including myself. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm also confused to be a, a hipster as well. Um, a lot of the time, you know, I'll be rolling out and going into you know shows, and you know, people people will be astounded that i listen to the music and play the music that i do and it's just kind of like well fuck you you know so i i i i empathize with with other people that are playing music um that are otherwise associated with certain looks and stuff so i I don't think looks really matter too much to anybody you ever uh told somebody that you're in a band like you know like you're taking a girl out on a date or something and you're like yeah i'm in a band Oh yeah, you want to hear my music, and they're like, "Oh, oh wow, okay." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, usually I, it's 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 interesting because like I, you know, there's more to me than than just the music, um, of course. And I, I try I try not to talk about the music when you know I'm kind of integrating with like the more popular culture um, ilk of people, I suppose. But you know, I mean, as soon as you say death metal, you know, it's it's like everybody's laughing, you know, and like. I have to laugh about it as well because it is ridiculous, you know, and it's, but it, but it is a funny conversation pit too. You know, if somebody's like, Oh really? So like, what are your lyrics about? You know, you tell them, Oh, you know, it's about being reincarnated as a maggot inside your own corpse, you know, kind of gets a chuckle. <laughs> I, I, I guess at least that makes you memorable on a date. right? Yeah, so. it does. It does. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my turn, right? Your turn. Okay, my friend, this is a band. I think you may like this one if you have not already heard it. This features some fretless bass work. This is Discord. Oh, Transcending Obscurity. Yeah, Degenerations. Yes, off of Transcending Obscurity. Yes. Mm -hmm. This album is, this is nuts. This album's cool. This album's cool. I, I didn't listen to this. Uh, I did listen to what was that crazy? It was like this machine head crossover Gorguts replicant, I think it was, which was also released on Transcending Obscurity. Uh, yes, the re- yes. The replicant album I jammed a lot and I was like, mm, I'm not sure if they're self-aware. Like I'm not sure if this is ironic, you know, these like jump to fuck up kind of riffs and stuff they were doing. I, 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 I think it's, I'm not, I'm 
not sold that they're aware that they're doing that. Like maybe it's because they're from New York and it's got that stompy kind of East Coast feel about their riffs. Anyways, this is a tangent. I didn't listen to Discord. I listened to more of Replicant, but... um, Yeah, but this Degenerations album, 12 tracks... Transcending obscurity, so you know it's it's different. It's it's cool. Fretless bass. It's okay. it's it really is is all over the place. It's it sounds uh, like gore guts. There's yeah, like blood incantation riffing yeah. with it. There's it's just it's a really cool album. Mm-hmm. I like very it a lot. cool. Yeah, I I really like the aesthetic of this band too. Like their logo looks quite interesting, yep. and their artwork looks really colorful, which I I love when bands embrace that as well. Try and break the mold. So yep, yeah. I'll okay. Give that a Next one, buddy. All right. So uh, this is also from Everlasting Spew. It's a band called Burial. <laughs> uh, the name of this record is Inner Gateways to the Slumbering Equilibrium at the Center of Cosmos. <laughs> okay. This, this, this is fucking killer. So this is uh, this is a four piece again, like Death Doom, um, also from Italy. So Italy's had a good year. Uh, it's it features one guitar player from Coexistence, uh, who are a tech death band, also on Transcending Obscurity, and I believe the bass player from Coexistence recorded this. Maybe I I, I don't know why I've got that in my brain. Correct me, somebody, if I'm wrong there. But anyways, there's close ties between coexistence and burial. Um, the guitar sound on this record is fucking massive. It's like it's 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 just a it's a wall. Um, it sounds like a HM2 blended with something. HM2 was like that classic Gothenburg death metal 90s tone it Um, is the tone it's the swedish death metal tone yeah Yeah. so it's it's interesting to hear it in doom so mono lord also did this recently with their album they had like a hm2 kind of blend so it's interesting to see it kind of move over into the the doom spectrum of of the of of heavy music but um it's not the most clearly audible stuff in a room um I find this album's best on headphones. I'm not sure if that's a mastering issue or what, but it's definitely far more immersive on headphones. And I think that that's how this burial record should be listened to. And it's just full of really cool moments. You know, I think a lot of bands kind of forget that you need to kind of set songs up and just let certain pieces of a song just kind of rest and settle a little bit. And it's, this is full of just really cool moments um, killer ambient sections that just just lead into these just crushing heavy riff loops, uh, really strong stuff. Uh, it's five songs. Um, one of them is an instrumental, um, and it's just got really cool artwork. Um, I believe the guy's called uh, Paolo Girardi, and he's like quite a f- famous like oil painter, also from Italy. Um, and yeah, this guy's done everything from grave miasma to you name it. But um, yeah, side note, if you don't follow Polo on Instagram, um, you should because he gets really drunk and sings to Man of War topless and it's fucking really funny to watch. Yes. So uh, yeah. Anyway, so burial in inner gateways to the slumbering equilibrium at the center of Cosmos. <laughs> it is, is yeah, really the, good stuff. The album cover is wicked. Oh, it is awesome. It yeah. is awesome. It's 
Yeah, that is one I have uh, starred on Spotify. I don't know if I have. It's cool. Yeah. Listen to it much. Um, that's, you know, I wonder how these, how you guys come up with these names, the, the album. Oh, albums. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if sometimes like it's a joke, like Demolik and stuff did this as a joke, but then, you know, I don't know if it's like an English thing. Because a lot of these bands seem to make these just like crazy long titles. Um, you know, they speak English, but I don't think English is their first their first language. Um, so I, I don't know if that's got something to do with it. Maybe things were lost in translation. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty lost. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> you, know, you, you touched on it really quick. I'm a big audio guy. You pro- professionally, you're an audio guy. What do you do for headphones? Are you a big hi-fi guy with headphones? Because headphones for me, I am, I am deep in the headphone world. Um, you- look, I, I just, I've just got like a humble set of Sennheiser kind of over, over ear things. I don't know if you can see these, yeah. but these are just like okay. So no, yeah. they're, they're old, you know. But I got I just- some nice planner magnetics. I really that they sing. These things are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm used to the sound of these. Um, you know, they're comfortable on my ears. So I do you EQ your headphones, or do you like a natural? No, um, usually, usually when I listen to bands, I actually use like reference headphones, so they they've got quite a flat response. Um, so they don't sound as like expensive or nice as others. But that's just because I want to hear how things are mixed. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I am a little nerdy in in that sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I have all mine. I EQ all mine to like the Harmon curve and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it, like I would really enjoy having like some you know kind of high end noise canceling headphones, but yeah, I don't know. I'm listening to, to my turntable most of the time, so so am I. I've got my my speakers in the room, so so am I. I am always doing that as well. Okay, we are getting down here to the last few, and then you can go out and enjoy yourself. And my little girl and I will go ring in the new year with some Disney movies. Uh, One of your label mates here, who the base work alone on this and how tech it is, sold me from the start. I know know what you're going to say, yeah. Enigmatum, Deconsecrate. Yeah, fantastic record. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's um I I just I love the reference. I love tech death. I always say that, but I I I don't think bass players get enough focus. And I love when they put them high up in the mix. And that was right here from the start. So that was my number five album was right from the start. Awesome. Yeah, the drum performances on that record uh yeah, very, very interesting too. Um, what a tour it, that would be! You guys and them. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh yeah, it'd be, it'd be killer, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be, it would be killer. Yeah, we'll, we'll okay. see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my friend. Uh, okay, so this is uh, this is a brutal death um, release uh, from a band called Nephilim Grinder. Uh, the record's name is Spiritual Torment. It's two guys, um, one of the dudes, um, what's his name, Merv or something like that, I think. he. Anyways, he plays guitar, sings, does bass. Um, he's from Texas. And then there's a fellow from Russia playing drums. Um, 
So it features members of like stabbing, um, esophageal, very like new standard elite kind of brutal death, if you're familiar with that. Um, but this was just really fucking heavy to me. And I think a, a lot of a lot of death metal bands just kind of forget that riffs need to be like down picked and that there's just like a certain groove um, that people should be hitting. You know, it's it's not all about just like hyper blasting and being as fast as you can. And I think I think this record is just like super, super groovy, super catchy. Um, it, it's got a lot of like pinch harmonics that remind me of bands like Malignancy, but like heavy, heavy kind of slammy, beat downy kind of things of like the heavier, simpler parts of internal suffering. Um, really like the the tones on here. So I love how the drums sound. I love how the guitars sound. Um, and it was released by a very kind of old um, US death metal label called Unmatched Brutality Records, which I, I think are the guys from Brodequin. So you can definitely tell these guys are just like lifers for this style of music. And I think they just do it really, really well. Um, it's just really fucking heavy. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a very popular release, which is a shame. But if you're into brutal death, um, definitely check out Nephilim Grinder with Spiritual Torment. Definitely. You know, my, my friend, how do you find out about this? Is this another friend recommendation? Because you said a not very popular album. This only has 300 plays on Spotify. Yeah, it's, it's which- criminal, right? It, and it's, it just sounds so big and so heavy. So um, I've been following <clears throat> a band called Stabbing recently and stabbing is really interesting because it's uh it's it's again it's a it's a brutal death metal band um from texas so it's got the guitar player and singer from nephilim grinder um but stabbing stabbing consists of two couples so the drummer and the bass player uh i think they're engaged or something and then um the guitar player and the singer is is another couple so it's it's just it's fucking awesome to see couples kind of getting to bet together and just like playing such heavy music, you know, there needs to be more women playing metal as well. So irrespective stabbing a very fucking good, very cool. Um, the only reason stabbings EP didn't make it to my list this year is because it feels like an EP. It doesn't feel like an album. Um, but I was, I've been following stabbing in short. Um, yeah. And I was just following what the guitar player and what the other people in that band had been doing and Nephilim grinder came up. So, um yeah at the atrabilis camp we're all big fans of uh both nephilim grinder and stabbing and yeah very excited to i to love yeah i love you i think i have my finger on the pulse and i love how you're giving me bands that i know i haven't heard i know our listeners yeah. uh yeah. haven't heard here as well okay yeah. now we are getting down to the real nitty-gritty of my list yours isn't organized so who knows how many we got are. left we got, we got, like we got four left okay yeah this one is Sorry, my mic was muted. Oh, good. Sorry, what was that? Uh, this is Panopticon. Ooh. And again, Into the Light. Ooh. So I, this is bluegrassy? Is like... It is in parts, but it is what Austin does best. It's just his atmospheric black metal, you know, strong sounds of nature, his bluegrass roots. Um, touching lyrics. Um, mm. Just, I think it's maybe his best album to date. 
amazing, amazing. And I'm normally not a black metal guy. I, I do like the atmospheric type in this album. A strong listen, and and again, Panopticon, and again, Into the Light. Yeah, interesting. I um I really enjoyed the first one or two Panopticon um, outputs, and then they kind of lost me on a release. Um, I have heard this is a very strong release, and I should definitely listen to it. Unfortunately, with me, sometimes when uh, when I lose a band on a release, I'm just I a lot of the time they've just lost me forever, which it really sucks. Um, but it just means I'm just not charging forward listening to their new material. But um, thanks for putting that back on my radar. That's how my sugar was for me when I was first getting into metal. Yeah. First which, listen. Which the, first listen. Never again. Oh, really? Yeah. I wow. think that's a discussion for when I have you on another time. But yeah. I think they're the most overrated band in metal. But that, <laughs> that is my heavy metal hill. I will die. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I've got, I think I've got three left. So, yep, three left, um, my friend. Okay. So I'm going to go with a band called Dodsrit. So D O D S R I T uh, with an album called Mortal Coil. This is just like really sick, blackened D beat, uh, but super melodic. So it's kind of got like those classic Swedish sensibilities about it. Again, guitarists are killer, just lots of dual guitar sections that really open moments up, just like really big, wide open, melodic um, passages that are just, yeah, just feel and sound amazing. Kind of reminds me of bands like Splitter and Nasum, kind of, you know, that melodic grindcore stuff. But the vocals remind me of the singer from a Japanese band called Envy. Um, who are like a, a band I, I really, really like. Um, and I think the best thing about this album is that there is no HM2. Like normally you would say like, you know, crusty kind of blackened and DBD stuff. It's got to have a HM2. There's, I can't hear a HM2 in here, which I love because it's, you know, as, as, as many similar tropes there are to the genre, they're just, they're not being obvious about it with the HM2. So I think it's really cool. Uh, just really emotional sounding stuff, massive production. Um, yeah, I guess it is just a little special to me. Uh, yeah, a very important person introduced me to this band and then actually got me the, the vinyl for Christmas. So, um, Do you yeah. own an HM2? I do. Yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah, so I've got, uh, yeah, I've got the Japanese builds, but I've also got some cheaper, um, I've got some cheaper, clones so that if i am going to a place where it could get stolen i'll just take the clone but um yeah just shout out to sarah for putting me on to this band um yeah total support so thank you sarah hey, uh, you, you, you have sarah turning you on to mortal coil and i have my fiance kathleen turning me on to taylor swift's re-release <laughs> stuff <laughs> Jeez, my fiance and i are Worlds apart musically. <laughs> um, okay. My number three is Chemist Deceiver. Mm, that was very well received. American season. Doom. They have been my one of my favorite bands since Haunted came out. They are where I feel um, Paul Bearer has dropped the ball. 
Mm. The last couple of years, I mm. think chemists have been refining and perfecting their style. And mm. first listen, I thought, oh, I don't like this, but this is a solid release. Solid. Yeah. Okay. That that how highly did that rank on the decibel? I think it was number two or three for them. Yeah. It when Haunted came out, it was their album of the year. Actually, Deceiver was number two on their list. Yeah, it's high, isn't it? Tribulation was number three. Apparition number four. Oh wow! Apparition was number four. Yeah, and Pan Panopticon five. Wow. Hooded Menace was their number six, Converge seven, Lamp of Murmur eight, Iron Maiden nine, and Wolves in the Throne Room ten. Yeah. Okay. And then fucked up skepticism, the silver. Yeah. Oh, the silver matter. That's cool. Yeah. Very so cool. The, and the cerebral rot made it. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Huge year. All right, uh, I've got two left, um, yep. and these aren't in any order, just to remind everybody. Uh, I've seen this pop up um, everywhere, frankly. Uh, this is Stormkeep with Tales of Other Time. Uh, you know, as everybody probably already knows, uh, this has got members from Blood Incantation and Wayfarer. Um, this is just like total kind of like 90s black melodic death worship, you know, in the same vein as like, dissection meets like emperor um again like medieval themed um there's not really much to say that hasn't already been said i just think it's a really strong release you know it's got good songs it's listenable basically any time um cool cheesy artwork cool cheesy guitar leads you know it's got (laughs) clean kind of medieval vocals that just kind of make you want to just like fist pump with a gauntlet and just like start singing along it's got keyboard trumpets keyboard harp keyboard keyboard it's just yeah i think some people are taking it a little too seriously i i think it's awesome it's definitely you know but um yeah it's 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 a really strong release if you haven't heard it you will at some point um but yeah storm keep tales of other time i did not know isaac in storm keep is the drummer of Wayfair. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's also the drummer in um, Blood Incantation. Yeah, so, which, yeah. did you hear the announcement what Blood Incantation is doing for their next album? The atmospheric kind of ambient yeah. stuff. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, they've been working on that for a, they've been working on that for a long time. Because um, yeah, a lot I mean, of people were shocked that there were still albums available that the pre-order didn't go yeah. in seconds so yeah. i don't know if that's a thermometer on you know the- yeah i'm not sure i mean i um yeah i don't know I, I, I'll, I'll wait for it to come out i'll definitely listen to it um are you a fan of star spawn and them are there yeah i i like them um but you know i personally you know i'll go back and i'll listen to time ghoul and Demolik, which to me you know blood incantation is kind of you know it's the it's the product of, of those bands. Um, so, yeah, they're great. I've seen them live um, a lot. The guys are really cool, really supportive. We played, uh, Atrabilis played with one of their side projects called Catonic Deity. And, um, yeah, they're really, really fucking cool people. And, 
yeah, total support. Um, yeah, I think they're a great band. Yeah. I, I always oh, love just... trying to mention Demolic to people. The the yeah. fucking lyrics. I mean, not the lyrics, the vocals alone. I, or... Oh, the frogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're a diehard to Blood Incantation. I mean, you know, people, yeah, and I, I, I can understand it too, but um, yeah, personally, I'll listen to Demolic and Time Ghoul and then listen to Blood Incantation. I don't think I've listened to Time Ghoul. Time Ghoul are awesome. Yeah, they, uh, they didn't release a full album. My un- oh, I, I could be wrong here. I think they released a couple of demos and then there was like a compilation that was yep, put together. There's Tremultuous Travelings and Parametric Twilight, two songs, and then a 92 to 94 discography that looks like it collects yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got that on record and it's 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 awesome. Yeah, very to, to think of when that came out, where these guys came from, it it's really out there. Um it's cool. It's definitely cool. It's yeah, it's 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 worth listening to if you kind of want to go back to understand okay. where a lot of this blood incantation sound came from. Okay. Uh, well, Thank you for the recommendation, my friend. Of course. Okay, here we go. Two more. My number two, like I mentioned on the podcast, this was going to be my album of the year. Hands down, run away, take it to the bank. And then something else came out, which is my number one. <laughs> but this is Between the Barrier and Me, Colors 2. Mm-hmm. For a band that I... They're one of my favorites, but for a band that I think as artists and the master of their craft, these guys are at the top of their game right now. Every instrument, uh, the production, the, everything, all their songs are a journey. You on, on every listen, you always hear something different. Um, it's a masterpiece uh, to me. I, mm. I love it. And this is Colors 2. Okay. How long was this album? Was this a, this wasn't a double album, was it? This was, there's, geez, one, two, four. There, I, I think it may be, because there's a lot of tracks on it. There's yeah. a lot of tracks. Yeah. If it is the double album, that is the only reason I haven't really yeah, listened 12, to it. 12 tracks, hour, uh, 18 minutes. An hour, Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like going into band her for me, you know. <laughs> you know, maybe it's the Opeth fan in me, but uh, <laughs> I just, I love the, I just, I love it. I, I, I just, it's, I, I just, I love all the different. I just love the a journey that there's, there's, yeah. there's stuff yeah. takes you I on. Feel you. And, I feel you. So that's colors too, only to be something that came out. Of nowhere and that hit me for my number one. So wow, you're okay. I thought we would get your number one, but this is something that you like. So yes, yes, very much. <laughs> uh okay, so I'm closing my list out with uh Genghis Tron. Oh Dream Weapon. that was a favorite here at the website. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, you could argue maybe this isn't metal anymore. Um, I've tried to keep my list metal, but you know, I mean, this band. They've embraced their their change in sound, just like bands like Ulva have and stuff like that. To me, you know, at the core, they're still always going to be a metal band, you know. So um, we touched on this word before, but, you know, hypnotic is definitely the the theme of, of this album. Um, 
And to those who aren't aware, for whatever reason, um, the biggest change in this band and this band's sound now is that it it features a live drummer. So they used to have a drum machine um, and were very heavy on, like, the electronic sounds of that drum machine, um, but they're very synth-based as well. Um, but the drummer has got to be one of the greatest drummers at it at the moment. He's actually from Vancouver here in BC. Uh, his name's Nick. Uh, so he drums in Sumac, Baptists, Erosion, all killer bands. Um, and he's you ever met him? No, I've never met him. I've met members of the other bands that he plays with, um, and they're all super cool, but I've, I've never met Nick. I'm sure he's great. Um, but the drums were recorded at Rain City Recorders, um, which is the same place where we recorded Apex Apian. Um, so that's kind of cool. You know, it, it feels very local. Um, but then Kurt from Converge, God City and stuff mixed it. I'm a huge fan of Kurt Bilal. Um, everything he does, um, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to everything that he does. So it was very cool. Um, so, yeah, I guess... Uh, <laughs> Got here. The, the atmosphere kind of reminded me of like Lando's Cloud City in The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. That's where I go when I listen to this record. As a huge um, Star Wars nerd, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's it's just it's really cool. It's really dreamy, really heady, really yeah, it, it sounds like clouds. Um, and I, I just think it's a really enjoyable listen. Um, and one of my favorite details about this record um is that the album starts and finishes with the same loop. So if you listen to the album on repeat, it's essentially kind of like this musical Ouroboros. You know, it's, it's very cool. And I love details like that. It kind of separates the, the thinkers from the stinkers, so to speak, you know. So, yeah, Genghis Tron with Dream Weapon. You know, you mentioned Synth, and I really have, want to mention another album uh, from this year that kind of captured me, the mm -hmm. Lion's Daughter album. Oh, I don't, I don't know Lion's Daughter. Yeah, they really lean in on that synth sound here uh, with Skin Show. Lions. Sorry, was it Lion's? The Lion's Daughter in their daughter. album Skin Show. Skin Show. On so Simpsons. is that metal as well or is yep. that something yep. else? Yep, it's metal. Yeah, okay. okay, cool. I, tell you, the, I, I love synth music. I've been turned on. To, I like a lot of synth wave dark synth oh, stuff yeah that's what i have playing a lot in the background when i'm gaming oh that's um, cool yeah i mean there were a couple of those releases that came out this year which I perturbators release i interviewed him his release was an awesome album this awesome this year. awesome so here we go the here we go my friend number one my you. number one i you know rank my albums this ran away <laughs> by a, a, a country mile because from the first oh, wow. time I heard the singles, every single release kept getting better and better and better. And then the last single came out that it was on repeat and it still is. Buffalo, New York zone. Every time I die. Mm. And their album radical. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Is this album one track after the next this is a band who every single show they play you die yeah. every time every time <laughs> it doesn't make a difference if it's in a parking lot if it's one of their christmas shows if it's in the closet if it's in the american legion if they go nuts the fan base goes nuts 
the energy that they bring on this album is through the roof the track post boredom i have had it on repeat it's my song of the year the lyrics uh they you know he was going through a divorce uh the lead singer so there's a lot of personal stuff there as somebody who's gone through that myself it was mm-hmm. it touched me there but just just the the energy uh yes. that they have they you know early days like a math core band you know stuff like that but they're just they're just a simple metal band now and they just they play just good fun fucking catchy music oh, die they, hard, I mean, they, die they, hard they always fan base. Yeah, yeah always have yeah there's yeah, been some oh, rumblings um that there's some problems in the band that the you know they may be splitting up or you know the front man may be leaving jeff um so who knows but mm-hmm. radical by every time i die was about my year it was awesome awesome Very awesome cool. awesome and i could go on there's a bunch but this one when i looked at my spotify playlist after my daughter's you know disney music and my fiance's taylor swift and that church's album that she had on repeat um every time i die dominated yeah okay well my friend we have reached the end i thank you for joining me here of course thanks for having me i will i want to do more stuff with you Uh, i want to kind of make this a regular thing when we just chat we fire up the mics and just chat about a different topic or something awesome uh i love you know your knowledge and um, what you bring to the table I like it you know what you bring because I'm not an artist I don't have any musical talent at all uh, maybe either honestly it's <laughs> yeah it's all smoke and mirrors over here buddy. it's all, it's all smoke <laughs> and mirrors over here so you uh, my 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 friend thank you again I will say it on air thank you for your guys release this past year for the the enjoyment you gave myself uh our staff here. Thank you for joining me for a fun interview. The first time it was one of the best interviews by far I've ever had. Um, Thank you again for joining me here. This is the first time I have done my own audible list um, because I didn't want to do it by myself, but when I hit it off with you, I knew I wanted to have you here. So please be safe tonight. Have fun. I sound like your father or your mother, <laughs> um, but I will let you say whatever you want to, my friend, and then I'll let you get out of here. All right, Dad. Thanks so much for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for inviting me back. You know, it's 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 an absolute blast for me to to hang out with you and just be just be nerds. You know, yes. I think I think the coolest thing about music is just connecting. Um, so yeah, I will, I will happily chat anytime, um, you want to chat and, you know, not just about music, about anything else as well. I I, I have to ask you real quick, has, has the current wave set back any announcements or anything that we can expect for you guys here or, um, there will be some announcements soon. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, because I ones. like like we mentioned earlier, I, I'm seeing it with hockey. I know different provinces, like people can't travel and mm-hmm. coming to the states is an issue. It's yeah. it's a mess. 
Look, it's 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 definitely affected our game plan. Um, you know, I've spoken with our label about it. I think everybody's expectations are slowly curving as this pandemic just kind of continues to unfurl. So, you know, we're staying optimistic, we're staying positive. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, the music has not stopped. Um, at the moment, the band is just uh, fully engaged into writing. And, um, yeah, it's very exciting, actually, to be hearing how everything's going. Um, that's not all that's happening. Um, I can't announce anything before announcements, but, yeah, there will be other announcements made soon. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess the band for each of us personally is, is there as a, God, that's, as a haven talk about an ominous tease there. My God, that sounds like yeah, I'm cutting ties on geez. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was no, just joking, but that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Ben's it's, it's doing well, but good, um, yeah, good. just, yeah, good. So what we can, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are still, still discovering us. So if you, uh, if you have not heard apex apian from atrobilis now is the time to to do it as alongside all these other 20 albums that we've just spoken about um, yes so yeah no thank you so much for for having me again um yeah really looking forward to chatting again um yeah i'm very we will definitely do this again yeah yeah very very humbled um for your kindness and openness um for being a part of your show um, so I do, I do appreciate it. Thank you so I, much. I love, love talk with you. love the friendship we are building and, um, please again, be safe tonight, buddy. Fantastic. Man. See you, buddy. You